<laughs> Top of the tea, tip of the tongue. <laughs> Welcome to Signal Fire Radio. Our guest today is Chris McKinley, former Navy SEAL, physician's assistant at Trinity Wellness Center at Waterford. We're going to talk about what's in Matt's butt today. Signal Fire Radio. So Welcome back to Signal Fire Radio. <laughs> Matt, Matt is glaring at me right now. Matt, you no, told me glaring. you told me it was okay. Stick it in my butt, man. Okay. All right, Evan. Are you up for this? This is gonna be this is gonna be quite the challenge of it. We're talking about what's in Matt's butt well, right we're now. We're gonna learn where the term the big tickle came An from. hour of butt stuff. An hour of butt stuff. Have you guys <laughs> before before I properly introduce Chris, have you guys ever met somebody, a man that is so damn handsome that you immediately don't like him? Yeah, Chris McKinley. Chris McKinley, <laughs> exactly. Like, like, why is let me, let, me t- let me tell the story. Let me tell the story real quick, and then and then we'll introduce Chris. So, Jenna, we move here. Jenna starts working at um, Carolina Dunes, and she's which is a what? It's a it's a geriatric and a juvenile psychiatric facility, like a locked unit kind of place. I think so. Yeah, Chris, acute, yeah. acute psychiatric stabilization. Acute. So if you so just are, temporary stays. Yeah. Uh, well, the kids can be up there up there till ninety days, really. So they do get. An education and during the process after they get stabilized. Mm-hmm. So, well, so so Jenna's so Jen, we're just here. We're new. We don't know many people. And Jenna's like, yeah, I'm working with this guy. His name is Chris. He used to be a bodybuilder and he's a Navy SEAL and he was on Fox oh, News. And I'm God. like, I'm like, I hate this guy. <laughs> what does his hair look I like? Is it perfect? Him. Yeah, yeah. And then she shows me his Instagram and it's like he's just jacked out of the uh, you know beyond control. Killer golf swing. Killer golf swing. World going for him. Lives on the river. And and I'm like, all right, all right, let's meet him. She's like, they want to go out, and I'm like, all right, cool. So we go to Tails. I think it was was the the, the piano, piano bar, bar yeah. the piano bar in now downtown closed. Wilmington. Yeah, now closed. May it, may it rest in peace. Oh, and uh, and and Chris and Star show up, and it was like immediately we started jiving, and I was like, nah, he's cool. I don't know why I hated him so much. <laughs> <laughs> well, dude, I appreciate the backstory. The, the the funny thing is, is like Jenna showed me a picture of you, and the first thing I said, I was like, he has fantastic hair. <laughs> And I was like, this guy is a rock star. It's I looked at your right? I know. state I know. farm profile, and I'm like, this dude is yeah. a stud. And I'm, I'm like one of those dudes that I want everybody around me to do great. Yeah. Because then I feel great. I just want to be around great people who are motivated and self-starters and have really done something with their lives, you know. I don't, I don't like slugs. I don't like energy sucks and, mm-hmm. and, and brain drains and all that stuff. So when I looked at your picture, I looked at Jen, I'm like, that dude's got some great hair. I look at he's, he's got, got goosebumps. goosebumps. Yeah, yeah, hell yeah. <laughs> you know when the goosebumps come out, you're talking truth and yep. you're talking passion. So yep. that's just a good thing when you dude, can it see was, a visual. It visual was, it was so great, yeah, because we clicked immediately and then we were at Tails. We were kind of sitting off to a corner and I see this guy like standing over in the corner of the room. And you know when you can tell that people are actually photographing or recording, but they're trying to pretend like they're texting? Yeah. You know what I mean? I do it all the time. Yeah, you do it all the time. <laughs> I see this guy. I see this guy out of the corner of my eyes and I'm like, what the? hell is he doing but then it dawned on me that chris has a very striking resemblance minus the sleeve tattoos to hugh jackman and i and i think to wolverine to wolverine the wolverine Wolverine, the greatest showman on earth Mm. hugh jackman and i think that he might have thought that you were hugh jackman 
Perhaps. Perhaps. Have I'm, you gotten I'm, that comparison all, before? All the time. Like yeah. If I'm traveling in the airport, like say if you you dudes were traveling with me, mm-hmm. and people would just assume that you were my posse or my yeah. bodyguards. Entourage. Hell yeah. Right. Let's and do I've that. Had just that for fun. All the time. But I, I'm like Hugh Jackman's like um, alter ego. I'm like jacked human. Jacked human. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, and then, and then you throw huge, huge, huge Ackman. Yeah. And, and then you throw his smoking hot wife standing right yeah. next to him. And it's just like, clearly that guy. Yeah. Yeah. That guy. This, this guy is Hollywood. Do you ever assume actor. like an Australian accent? Just I do. To, just I've had that happen in the airport. Yeah. It's like someone, I'll see this posse of dudes off to the side and they're, they're having this little sidebar looking over. I'm like, no, yeah, here we going. go. Yeah. They're, they're yeah. trying yeah. to find the, the sacrificial lamb mm-hmm. to come over hey, and approach we go. Hey, you go ask him. Hey, you go. So, dude, right? Go talk to him. So, it happens yeah. to me a lot. A guy will come over, like, hey, man, are you, are, 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 are you Hugh Jackman? I'm like, hey, look, you got me, mate. Uh, <laughs> take some pictures. I'll sign some autographs. It's all cool. <laughs> just try to keep it on the down low. I, I don't travel this much without, you know, security around me. And, uh, <laughs> and then, like, they're, and it's great because I'll, I'll have actually signed autographs. And I think, look, I'm not charging them anything. I made them happy. They're going to go home and have this great experience. Shit, Hugh Jackman's probably happy because I'm making them look yeah, yeah. like a solid dude. Yeah. You know? so, and he is. But I, I think it's just a win for yeah, everybody. Yeah, you, when you, know? you look so much like somebody that you could, like, control their <laughs> reputation – um, that's actually that's kind of a you know kind of a big thing, right? They could be like something on TMZ, like Hugh Jackman, huge ass at the airport, to, like, signing autographs. It wasn't even him; thing. it was Chris McKinley the that's whole time. <laughs> well, the, the, the strangest element to this whole uh, resemblance thing is um, so once you do a lot of TV stuff, and I've done some scripted, unscripted television shows for Animal Planet and things like that, you're kind of in that queue, email queue. I got an email one time from this staffing agency in LA. And they were looking for celebrity lookalikes. Mm. So I sent them this side-by-side of me and Hugh. I never heard back from them. I'm thinking, certainly, surely there can't be too many other dudes that bear the resemblance enough. And I just was befuddled by that. I'm like, but did to never hear back? That's... I was like, wow. Yeah. I get this weekly, people tell me, yeah. you know who you look like? Yeah. And I'm like, no. T- Have you ever considered like like getting in touch with his people and offering to be a body double or a stunt double well, or something like so that? So when they filmed some of those the movies in Cleveland, they, mm-hmm. they did quite a few like the Marvels movies there. And, and someone who was on the set, whether it was a camera person, a radio person, a friend of mine, um, or a sound person, I mean, Actually, told Hugh Jackman, they're like, "Hey, you know, you have a lookalike that lives here, and he, and and he directed Hugh to the website. They looked at it together, and he's like, said something like, well, 'Well, I'll be damned.' Yeah. <laughs> and that was like as far as it went. He's like, uh, somebody kill this guy. Yeah, you know, yeah. It's, I've, I've I've heard stories about Hugh Jackman though, to where yeah. he dressed as. Wolverine, mm-hmm. like the new Wolverine, and went to Comic Con. Yeah, and people didn't even think he was Hugh Jackman. Really? That's that's great. just how crappy. Well, his are. Is great. They're like, oh, you're you're a little so a little tall for Wolverine. Like, Dude, you've been into yeah. you've manipulated your body for a long time. Like yeah. bulk up, slim down. Yeah. Well, kind of. He's got to have taken a toll because like his normal walking around isn't what you saw. From the Wolverine movie when he pops out with adamantium and that dude was yoked yeah. Yeah. beyond belief. I mean, like that's probably why I would think. And he's he's short. I don't think he's he's a, five nine. He's okay. per, uh, social media says he's six one. Yeah, of course. Clear, yeah. It's untrue. Yeah. I, I, that's probably why they think you're actually him more than him. <laughs> probably, <laughs> maybe. <laughs> right. But I think he doesn't. I, he looks like me. I don't look like him. I think yeah. he looks like me. So yeah. I always put yeah, myself in the tier. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Exactly. Right. Absolutely. <laughs> Love it, Evan. Alpha. Yeah. Alpha. That's what's up. That's Alpha. because Chris McKinley. He's everything you ever want. He's, He's everything, everything you, you ever need. Have you seen that? The Greatest Show? I love that movie. Yeah, it's so good. I love it. I saw it on the airplane. I, we took a trip out to Vegas, and I don't know, the lights and something. Yeah. I watched it oh, on the I way back. 
<laughs> I know what it was. Oh, made e- it really good. Easy, buddy. The first time I heard that, the Never Enough being yeah. sung in that movie, like yeah. I just sat there and like I had tears, like in oh, like yeah. silent lucidity uh, coming yeah. down Dude, my face. I'm like, that is that the most beautiful yeah. Yeah. song I've ever heard. You she know? didn't sing it though. She was the the actress that played it. She was the right. only one that didn't, didn't sing. sing. But yeah. it was still. You're right. It was. It was. Have you seen it, Evan? No. Oh, I know. Oh, I know that he's a, a Broadway showman, so though. So I can only imagine so how good, good it yeah. is. The, the soundtrack alone and the, the dance performance for every song. It's just. I know exactly what Chris is talking about. Like when you hear mm-hmm. something, and you're just like, oh. yeah, yeah. Like it, it's yeah. like silent, like choking. Well, the crying. point in the movie, the point <laughs> in the movie too, where it comes and like they just, it was so very like Chris got goosebumps again. I am yeah. goosebumps. Yeah. I'm, a big, yeah. I'm a big goosebumps. Guy. Homework assignment for everybody: yeah. go yeah. watch The Greatest Showman. Yeah, and get, yeah, and get get and back get to us on it. It's so good. It's so, so good. Well, speaking of being alpha, um, you recently professionally stuck something in Matt's butt, and that is what we want to talk about today. Because you, So you went from Navy SEAL, you a country music artist, yeah. you did all the TV work, and now yeah. you're a PA, physician's assistant, but yeah. you really uh, help men, a lot of men and women uh, from the military too as well, sort of optimizing their hormone levels and things along those lines. So you stuck a pellet in Matt's ass. I'll let you guys go for Not there. a. <laughs> Multiple. Se- several. Yeah. And it's, yeah. It, we should say that um, peppered. we did have Matt's agreement to discuss <laughs> and this. And it was also in the in the cheap meat, not the whole. <laughs> yeah, why don't you you describe, yeah. set, set yeah, the Matt, table for yeah. our listeners, Matt, and then we'll and let someone Chris re- pick who up. Well, I'm going to have to lay it, down and pull my, my shorts down. On, well, we on don't actually have, revisit oh. it in your mind. Show Talk us, us on, through Show it. us on Steve. Show us on the doll. Show us where he touched you. So, since I quit law enforcement, um... I've struggled with maintaining like a healthy testosterone level and I've, I've tried, you know, I've tried diet modification, plant-based, you know, workout regimen. It just, it wouldn't fluctuate very much. Um, so they offer hormone therapy there. And after Sarah started working there and she started really learning the whole bio T brand and like just all the mechanics that go behind these therapies in you know, in patients' bodies, she's like, dude, you, you need to do that. So, um, so I went in, and I've had a bunch of medical procedures. Um, you know, I've never been shy to like anything. And dude, I don't know what it was, but the second I went back into the into the Chris's office, I, I my hands started getting all sweaty. But um, it was really it was really simple. You lay down. Um, you know, you you pull out one of your butt cheeks. So I'm laying like on my side, and they you know they clean the top of the butt cheek, and then mm. they uh, I guess they just go take slow. a scalpel go slower, and like Matt. go slower. Am I going too? Am I going too fast? Um, but dude, I was so freaking nervous, and I kept telling Chris, I was like, "Dude, I don't know. I think it's because I can't see what's going on, mm. and I'm like, you know, I'm not like on nitrous or something where it totally makes me sedated." Um, but yeah, he numbs me up, and then a couple minutes later, makes a puncture with the, uh, I guess, a scalpel, and then he has this tool that he uses to like, kind of like slowly insert these little pellets that. I, I, I felt like they look like chicken feed. Almost. Can you feel them? Can you feel them now if you if you touch around in there? It's uh, deep enough in the muscle tissue, right, Chris? You can't feel. It's above, above the muscle. It's above the muscle below the skin, so the sub Q layer. Okay. But I put them in that little area where it's kind of like the outer middle portion of where your back pocket would be. Mm-hmm. It's like this shallow area, so it's below your belt and above where you sit, so you really don't have any day to day appreciation <laughs> yeah. of it, right? It's yeah. like in your little butt pocket right yeah. there. Yeah, a little okay. indentation kind yeah. of where you're. It's actually a butt pocket. It is now. a butt yeah. pocket. Yeah, yeah. it's totally. your pellets in it. Your human safety, <laughs> like a marsupial. <laughs> <laughs> 
not as cute a as mansupial. Yeah, mansupial. Yeah, mansupial. <laughs> Matt's a koala with uh, with his little pellets tucked into his cheeks. Yeah. So you were. Chris, please tell me if this is a regular reaction, because for like a week or two weeks, Matt would come to the office and he was like so hyped all the time. He's like, dude, I feel like I'm in what you like eighth grade again is what I think you continue yeah. to say. Is that a normal reaction for people? It is. So it takes about eight or nine days for the pellets to really, truly become bioeffective. Mm -hmm. But there is an immediate within 24, 36 hours. There's a there's a uh, what's the what's the word we um I'm on my blanket out here, having a senior pre, moment. Pre-pubescent? Like, like something, when you take something that you think is is, is real. But like a placebo. placebo. Like a placebo. Yeah, 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 there's a placebo effect there, which is also good. Yeah, yeah. And we know that placebos in medicine can be just as powerful as a real thing because you're actually tricking your brain into healing itself. So there's mm -hmm. a placebo effect that takes place. But by day eight or day nine, the pellets will become steady state. And my goal is to take men back to the hormone levels that they had in their early 20s. Is that's when we were bulletproof and we were on top of the world mm -hmm. and nothing bothered us. We could party all night and work all day and, and w stuff just rolled off our backs like water off a duck's ass. So that's what I take men back to and women as well. So it, it's totally normal that you felt like that. Then once your body kind of locks into that feeling, it's not as super califragilistic. It just becomes your everyday yeah. norm for about four and a half to five months. And then we do it again. Yeah, yeah. So you just refill it, go back in there, same, same. We go to the other same side. Technique. Yep. yep. Switch yeah, sides. I, I use my CBS app and I just refill it. Yeah. 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 Is that it? No. Chris shows up at your house, <laughs> sticks a little hose on your butt, and whoop, no, you oh. just stick your butt cheeks through the drive-through window. <laughs> That's right. Driving through the pharmacy. Right. right. Oh now that God. would be service with a smile, right there. Well, so the, so they are sub subcutaneous pellets, and like the uh, equestrian field and the cattle field, they have these pellet guns that deliver that to the animal. Mm. So we no, haven't got do. to that point with with human pellet insertion. Yeah, that's yeah, like I, how you see it on like the Born Identity when they stick you with yeah. the, the the geo tracker or yeah. something, right? Just yeah. like a little gun that plants it right in there. Yeah. So it's more of a refined technique right now. I do numb you first with with uh, two percent lidocaine with some epinephrine to control any bleeding, uh, and then I use an eleven blade scalpel, and I go like four fingers width from midline, that being the butt crack, and I you know basically go four fingers laterally, and that's where I make my incision. But you're numbed up first. But to Matt's point, though, I've had this procedure about five times now. I sweat. I get nervous mm. because, like you, as you so you know, well pointed out, that it's not natural to have someone you know doing things to your butt cheek. In in a, in a medical office, you usually are sedated. Like if you get a colonoscopy, mm -hmm. you're either general or, or twilighted with Valium or something where you're just not even aware. Mm -hmm. So, matter of fact, I did. You know, is that called date rape? Uh, no, in medical, it's it's different. Twilight it's, oh, it's, it's okay. Yeah. Twilight yeah. Yeah. He's yeah. a doctor. It's, it's a fancy it's term <laughs> for it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh. Like, we keep seeing Rooflin. <laughs> yeah, Rooflin, Rooflin. They should call him Floris. They wouldn't even should call him Rooflin. Oh, my goodness. Hey, we're going to take a super quick break. We're having a ton of fun here with our guest, Chris McKinley, physician's assistant at Trinity Wellness Center, Waterford. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back after this short break on Signal Fire Radio. Hey, what's up, y'all? It's Rob with Signal Fire. As you may know from listening to Signal Fire, I have multiple businesses. This all came out of me wanting to be a better marketer. And the biggest problem that most people have with creating content is they just don't have the time. And that's why we created our Signal Fire suite of services. If you are a small business leader, medium-sized, large-sized CEO, it doesn't matter. You have something to say and you have value to bring to the world. We take all of the hard stuff out. 
editing, recording, creation, posting, all of it. We can do all of it for you right here at SignalFire. If you are interested, get in touch with the best business development person in the entire world, my partner, Matt Mylot. His email is matt at signalfire.media. That's matt at signalfire.media. And let us show you how we can make you a signal fire for your business in your community. Hey, welcome back to Signal Fire Radio. Have a fantastic conversation going about what's in Matt's butt with our guest, Chris McKinley from Trinity Wellness at Waterford. Okay, I think I did that wrong on the outro. Evan, you corrected me. No, I wasn't correct. I you. should know because my wife works there with you. You but, should. You but should. yeah, but is it Trinity Wellness Center? Those are the other... Yeah, Trinity Wellness Center, the, the mothership is on 17th Street. Mm-hmm. So if you do find them based on, on just Googling that, it will take you to our location at Waterford in Leland. Mm-hmm. So it's all it's all connected. That's There's a, a hyperlink. Cl- so. You guys did a great job over there. I mean, that's just like from a... It feels more spa-like than it does medical office. Totally. You I agree. know? Yeah. yeah. We, we get that. And that's kind of what we were shooting for because you know medical offices they can be very cold yeah and just impersonal sterile yeah and yeah. we wanted you know it smells like coffee when you come in there we've got white furniture a fluffy couch some some interesting a precious um, little canine yeah. yes yeah we have our our who uh, if commanded Belgian in German Malinois would maul your face Belgian off if murder necessary. dog yeah is he back home now because I know you guys sent him away for a little while for yeah, training he's gonna come back the end of this week and you know I miss him dearly I find myself like pretending that he's still in the house like because you have those morning rituals with your pet You're like yeah. I put my socks and shoes on on the second step of the of the stairs coming down from upstairs, and he usually comes up and gets his love in there. So in my mind, every morning he's still there. Yeah. I like talk to him. Hey, buddy. Good morning. <laughs> it's like kids. You can't wait fiction. to give them away for a little while, right. and then as soon as they're gone, you're like, oh. I think I missed him quicker than Star did. Yeah. You know, it took Star about like 10 days before she's like, you know, I really miss Titan. Like hour 36, I was like, oh, man. Yeah. I, I miss, miss this guy. I feel kind of <laughs> soft right I now. I miss that. <laughs> hey, walk, walk, our, walk our listeners through, like, uh, just the military career and then okay. all the other stuff that you did and then how yeah. you got to this point. Uh, okay, so I, I was in the Navy for a little over 10 years. I went right from the recruiter's office to boot camp to SEAL training or BUDS. I never had an, an, another Navy job other than trying to be a SEAL or being a SEAL. Um, multiple deployments. Uh, I got hurt in Iraq in 2003. I came home and I needed um, spine surgery. I got it at uh, the Cleveland Clinic, ended up being the final uh, surgical procedure, and basically had to learn how to walk again. It took me about three months. um, And I, you know, I I just decided, hey, I need to make my own workout class so I can kind of rehab myself and, you know, be around other people and have a fitness goal in mind. So that was very successful. And at that time, I went to um, PA school. I became a physician assistant, which now they've rebranded the name to physician associate, which I think is a little better because, like, I I never felt like anyone's assistant, truly. I was Mm -hmm. basically just like an extension of the physician. Um, So I think physician associate was a good name change. Now, were you you a corpsman? I was. I was. I went to the 18 Delta uh, Special Operations Combat Medic Course at Fort Bragg. Sockham. That's what you did, right? No, I never went to Sockham. Oh, no. Were you a 68 whiskey? Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, so, so so, So I went to PA school 
And like my plan was to go back and just go in back into active duty, but I kind of got approached and contacted and, and called by uh, a gentleman by the name of Eric Prince, who's kind of founded this small little company called Blackwater. You might have heard of, heard of him. You yeah. may, yeah, yeah. That that became U.S. Training Center and Presidential Airways and Z and whatever Academy. iteration they're on Academy. Academy yeah. yeah, right. <laughs> well, that was different. Oh, was yeah, that was a Ranger SF founded company, and they're, <clears throat> they're out of like I think Michigan or Illinois or something like that, but. Uh, so Eric said, hey, man, uh, what are your plans? I told him my plans, and, and he said, well, let me sweeten the deal for you. Let me uh, you know, show you another way in the light and the truth. So long story short, I accepted, and I was making 1500 bucks a day uh, doing some mm. pretty Mm-mm. clandestine, dangerous stuff um, in Pakistan and Afghanistan, you know, beer down to the top of my chest. Mm-hmm. And... It was good. So I did that. I was on the payroll at Blackwater from 2003 to 2012. Uh, and I was you know, functioning as a PA in and around those duties. And it was a good deal. I, had a, I set up the whole um, Al-Qaeda in the Maghreb project in North Africa. So we were surveilling and knocking down these Al-Qaeda training bases in these North African countries. That is such a permissible environment. It's a very, very kleptocratic countries, and they'll let you do anything there if the price is right. Mm. So it was a safe haven for Al-Qaeda, and we realized that, we didn't realize that we knew that, you know, in contrast from flying a plane from Europe to America, like Casablanca in Morocco was only about a, you know, a four-and-a-half, six-hour flight to Atlanta, depending on prevailing winds, and you can get a, a, an airplane into the U.S. with a lot more fuel on it from this point. So we needed to address al-Qaeda and prevent future terrorist threats from an aviation standpoint by knocking these camps down in Africa. And plus, they disseminated terror um, mindset all over the place from there. So I, I stood that up in 2007, and, and I was there to, to, uh, until 2008. And I wore a couple of hats. I was director of medical operations, uh, assistant salt, assault cell planner, and, you know, VP of logistics. So it was a really cool experience that kind of led into other business ventures for me. Uh, after that, I started a, um, two companies that were involved in the spinal device distributorship space. So selling rods and pedicle screws and biologics to help the aging and injured spines. Mm. So I set up two companies and um, that was very, very lucrative. And I kind of got out of that and went back into being a full-time PA. I sold those two companies. Uh, went, went went very well. So were you I just am. over it? Uh, no, I wanted to get back into patient care, and I, I just kind of missed that aspect of it. And I'm, like, I had a master's degree that I wasn't truly using. Kind of like uh, Matt. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Matt has What's an your MBA? master's degree? He has an MBA. MBA. Yeah. Well, you should be running Signal Fire Media. He's right working now. on it. I, should. I know. Yes. I, can't get yes. I can't get above housekeeping. Well, and I only say that because, right, as a, as, as a team, yeah. and y'all know this, you want people smarter than you surrounding mm-hmm. you because that makes your life easier. And then you learn things, and it's just this great, uplifting environment. You know, people make the mistake. And my stepfather did this. He made the mistake of always wanting to keep his nine boys under his thumb and down instead of building them up, up and bolstering them right. and giving them the knowledge that would allow them to be successful. And you know, maybe he could have retained some of these nine boys into his law firm or his mortgage company or title company or whatever, but he didn't do that. So, I mean, that's, I, that's one of the things I learned from you know, my stepfather and just being in, in business around the yeah. years. Surround yourself with people that 
force you to, to be on your toes all the time, but in a good way, yeah, not yeah. in a like a upsetting. If you're the, if you're the smartest person in the room, you're in the wrong room. Right. That's what I love. Hey, I yeah. love what I love yeah. what Steve Jobs said. He was like, "We don't hire smart people to tell them what to do. We hire smart people so they can tell us what to do." Sure. Like mm-hmm. that. That one always sat with me. And then the rule of three to five: surround yourself with three to five. Uh, you'll be the average of the three to five people that you spend the most amount of time with. And if you're hanging out with nine broke friends, you're going to be the tenth. There you go. That was the third right. one. And that's, that's it. I like the, that's a great ratio. Um, and I, I tell guys this all the time that are about to get out of the military, and I'm like, what are your plans? What's your five-year plan? And I, I hear the same thing most of the time. Oh, I want to set up a consulting company or mm-hmm. a training company or a motivational speaking company. I, I kind of want to shake them and say, dude, there's about 15,000 people that yeah. are doing that. It's a little and, saturated. Yeah. yeah. And how are you going to elevate yourself? And then number number two, there's always going to be a 30-something dude behind you filling that shoot. Just like you play in the NBA or the NFL, which I don't watch anymore, by the way. Uh, and they're hiring someone to take your job every year. Mm-hmm. It's the same way like I played Division One college sports. They're, they're trying to recruit someone to take my job every year. So that's how that rolls. So I what? tell them to think think about that. Ed, get an education. Get a piece of paper that actually you can put to work for you, and you know make your education work for itself. So. Why do you think that is that uh, so many? Uh, and I think I see it a lot from the soft community, like wanting to get into consulting or mm-hmm. motivational speaking. Like, why do you think that that's like suddenly it's like? Is it because they're seeing other dudes doing it, and you know there's some success there, or is it easy? Like, what is? Why is that? I think that it is both of those factors. It's something that they know. It's 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 very um, inherent to what they've learned. In the, over the last you know ten or fifteen or twenty years of a military career, and and you know if you're if you're in special forces or even on the edge of that, you're always getting cutting edge tactics, techniques, and procedures. So you're pretty up to date when you come out. So guys want to parlay that and mm-hmm. capitalize on that because that dude that got out five years ago is teaching like Gen three tactics, and mm-hmm. now we're on Gen eight. So so there is some some merit to that. Where you know I, I since I had a master's degree as a physician assistant, I wanted to combine my military, which I was, you know, obviously a combat medic and a SEAL, so I can shoot, move, communicate, and work a bag of medicine, which was a, a, just another set-me-apart set kind of skill set. And I had the master's degree as a PA, so I said, how can I put these things together and do something that's truly unique? So I started another company called Medical Security International. And we were like a concierge uh, medical training company that existed to uh, help police officers and s- survive deadly force encounters. Like what to do when you're shot and you're still being shot at. That was a line of service. And then we had an aviation regiment that was like a medical repatriation company that we did contract training for the Cleveland Clinic because they go into some austere environments to pick people up and bring them back to the, their clinic facilities. And they had no idea what they were doing. Right. Mm-hmm. So you're going into a hostile environment that you haven't even done a topographical study on. None of your guys can read a terrain map yeah. or work a GPS or a compass, things like that. So mm-hmm. it was it, it, in the it, middle of Indonesia all of a sudden. Right. Yeah. Right. <laughs> you know, so, so I tried to. Parlay that, and then you know I, I I was working that company where we were having good success, and I started um, you know a little thing uh, happened when Bin Laden got shot in the face. So at that point in time, I had I had done some some small TV stuff locally, and one of my buddy's daughter worked at CBS local in Cleveland, Ohio, and he said, hey, you know, uh, I'll just use a fake name, uh, Jan wants you to can you can you be interviewed on the show? So I'm like, sure. So I went on at like Friday morning at five o'clock. I had a beard down here and I had like hockey hair. So yeah. I at least had to shave my beard. I took it down to nothing yeah. because at that time I was going back and forth overseas and I didn't want anyone to re- recognize my overseas appearance. So I went clean shaven and I had like the hockey hair and 
went on this show. And once you're in a CBS or NBC or ABC uh, a video, all those networks have access to right. it. And, and, and it just spread like wildfire through through the television industry. And then before I know it, I was doing Discovery Channel shows and you know, uh, was a regular on real news and fake news and somewhere in between, you know. It was what a was, wild ride. What was that first interview about? Like, what, what did they want you uh, They wanted to, uh, just on? to get my take on preparation for the mission, how the mission went down, um, what challenges they faced, and, you know, why did that helicopter crash, and what did with they the do with it? With the Ben Laden raid, you're saying? Yes, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, so just, and it's funny, because I, I started doing these appearances, and I actually got a call from Colonel David Sutherland, who at that time was Admiral Mullen's uh, first assistant, special assistant, and he was the chairman of Joint Chiefs of Staff, Admiral Mullen. And he said, hey, Chris is Colonel Sutherland. And it was weird because I had met them about a year before I did any TV stuff at the City Club in Cleveland. They were short one security person. And Colonel Sutherland saw that I had a trident on my lapel. And I heard, heard him, saw him talk to Admiral Mullen. They're like, hey, we're, we're a guy short. Do you want to you know, step in on our security detail? And I'm like, absolutely. So we kind of kept in touch. And then when I did the TV splash, he called me. He's like, dude, you're great on camera. You know exactly when to shut up. And you're very articulate, and you offer a good insight without giving away the, 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 the secret ingredients. He goes, we want you to keep doing it. He goes, and contact me, you know, an hour or two before you're going on a show, and I'll give you some things that I want you to talk about. So I was like, at the end, I was telling you, Evan, already, I was promoting websites for them. Like, mm -hmm. hey, go to um, uh, you know, NavySealFundraiser.com or TaskForceDagger.com and, and donate if, you're, if your heart tells you to do so. So I was pumping out a lot of these um little goals and dreams and desires and websites for Special Operations Command and pointing people towards, you know, fundraising efforts. And so it was really cool. It was a re really cool experience. And, and Colonel Sutherland and I keep in touch to this day. He's a, he's a good cat. So we got about a minute left. And I think one of the things I've always found, a minute left in this segment, I've always found so fascinating about you. Do you feel like you're just always in the right place at the right time? Or have you, I, obviously you've probably positioned yourself. Um, because I know how hard you work on it. The harder you work, the, the luckier you get. Right. Is that what it is? It's like... I've always kind of led my uh, let my passion be my guide. And if I see something and it's the right thing to do and I can feel it and it's goosebump moments for me and it's just my heart is telling me to do it, I do it. And, you know, and obviously I say to myself, hey, is the juice going to be worth the squeeze? Because mm -hmm. as humans, as people, we, we need to get something out of it, whether it's free advertising and, and so on and so forth, even monetary or both. I laugh when I hear these guys, oh, I get sponsored by this company, this company, that company. Oh, so they give you free yeah. to wear and it costs them $2 to make in yeah. Korea and they sell it for $40, but they're giving it to you for free. I said, no, bro. I said, you want a product, a product plus sponsorship. That means, Hey, here's all the gear. Plus we're going to give you a thousand dollars a month. Mm -hmm. Now you're talking. Yeah. So things like that, but I've always followed my heart and my passions. And if it made sense and, and it was, it was something that I felt passionate about, then, and then I would do it. And it's, it's always paid dividends because I think when you follow your heart, it, it usually doesn't lead you wrong unless yeah. you're just a heartless bastard. Yeah, well. <laughs> and there's time for that, too. There right? is time for that, yeah. That's right. Yeah, sometimes that's you need you bad your, dudes to do bad things. So you go with your gut. Instead, yeah, exactly. You know, that's what, yeah, the, switch the, it to the, gut. the first, yeah. the second brain takes yeah, exactly. over, right? That's right. All right, we're going to take a real quick break. Don't go anywhere. We're going to come back and finish up with our guest, Chris McKinley, right here on Signal Fire Radio. I just didn't want to feel any pain anymore. I mean, I'm literally, like, drunk, dug my own grave, and then, like, who the heck's going to bury me? You know, I'm going to be in this grave and dead, and they're going to find me. So that's not what I wanted. I just wanted to disappear and, you know, get by without having to be depressed. My name is Samuel Roberts. 
I'm a veteran and I'm an advocate for medicinal cannabis. In my first semester of my second attempt at college, I was struggling quite a bit. One day I'm in the Veterans Center at Cape Fear Community College and I was having a bad day. And a veteran, a Marine Corps veteran walked up to me and he said, hey Sam, how you doing? And uh, just gave him the same line I always give everybody, oh, I'm, I'm fine, I'm fine, you know, what's up? And he goes, well, you don't look fine. And we got to talking about it a little bit more and he asked me, he goes, well, have you ever tried this? And he was referring to medicinal cannabis. I had tried the meds, I had done the antidepressants, I had uh, the therapy, I had gone to two hospitals, I was in behavioral health units, uh, begging, begging for help in all the legal ways. This was the only thing that I had to do to, which would break the rules, but could help me. Speaking from the veteran community, we're losing 22 veterans every day to suicide. We need every weapon, every tool at our disposal to stop this. Visit ncfamiliesformedicalcannabis.com. Signal Fire Radio. Hey, welcome back to Signal Fire Radio. Fantastic, super fun conversation going about what's in Matt's butt with our guest, Chris McKinley, Physicians Associate. Associate. Hell yeah, yeah. Uh, at Trinity wellness at waterford so during the break we were chatting a little bit just i think kind of what makes matt matt's procedure and his treatment a different experience with what i'm not going through treatment what it was a treatment right it was just a procedure i call it a therapy which could be totally incorrect jenna gets on me all the time because you know like i didn't really each one of those things means something different right therapy treatment procedure disorder yeah disease conference expo trade show it all has a very specific (laughs) meaning i i didn't know these things so jenna gets on me about lgbtq yeah i saw a plus sign in one recently numbers now i don't know i don't know i have no idea man yeah we'll save that for another show but what you do chris is very different uh from what the market does i guess i should say so explain a little bit about that yeah, so if you go to a, a, a most hormone clinics, they have one template for everybody. You just come in, and based on your age and your weight, you're like, hey, you get X amount of milligrams. Mm-hmm. We're drawing your blood. I'm doing a, a whole metabolic panel on you, complete metabolic panel, basic metabolic panel. I'm looking at your thyroid, your sex hormones, to include estrogen and sex hormone binding globulin, all these factors that will either be an additive to the pellet procedure or a detractor. And if it's a detractor, we need to mitigate that. So we do all that in the front end, which allows us to be very successful on the back end. And, 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 you know, so so if you're, (laughs) most men will lose uh, 50% of their testosterone by the time they're 40. Uh, Women lose 50% of it by the time they're 28. Uh, so for men, some of your signs are you're not thinking as clear as you used to. You don't recover from anything physical. Your sleep is poor. Obviously, some erectile difficulties. You're getting truncal body fat. Um, these are some of the things that are clues to what's going on. And, and I, tell, I tell guys and gals all the time, I'm like, look, we don't have to age like our parents and grandparents did. You know, it, it's not, hey, do you age and you lose hormones or you do, do you lose hormones and you age? Both of those are true. And, and if I can keep you at, a, at a, a level that's physiologic, then I'm contributing to just overall general wellness. We know for men, the range is 300 to 1,000 with T. 
you know, what, 296 to 987, let's just call it 300 to 1,000. You go to a normal doctor, a regular doctor, and you're at 305, he gives you the domino and Nabisco, mm -hmm. sign of the cross, you're done, you're good, you're great, because yeah. you're in a normal range. Mm -hmm. Well, meanwhile, your whole life, you were a Division One athlete, you were a Marsoc guy, you were a SEAL, you were SF, you were... You're telling Matt's life story SWAT, right now. All a SWAT, all of that. Minus SF, recon, yeah. yeah, SWAT, CSO, well, I mean, yep. it's just like, so you had a high level of T. And we know that when a man is below 500, all-cause mortality increases. That's your chances of dying from anything, heart disease, aneurysm, stroke, dementia. Below 500, that's the magic number. So I think, say, if 500 is good, why shouldn't I have you be at 900 or 1,000 or 1,100 like you were when you were in your 20s? when you were doing everything you wanted to do. But now you have a mature mind. A lot of guys say, well, I'm not going to have an affair with my wife, are you? I'm like, well, do you want to? Yeah. Mm. If you have a mature mind. You still have decision-making and right. human agency. That's right. Yeah. But, yeah. So you have a little bit more. It yeah. 24-7 like a <laughs> right. no, no. I need meat. Yeah. <laughs> I need meat. <laughs> so there, but there, you have to assuage people because that is a, a common question I get from, from dudes. And it happens to more like guys around my age in their late 40s, early 50s, guys that are 60 or 70, they don't care. They're like, hey, if I'm... I don't. I don't care. Just Let's give me the good stuff. Just give me the good stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Make it work. Guys, like, hey, could, will this put lead in my pencil? I said, well, yeah, but do you have anyone to write to? Yeah. <laughs> you know? And he goes, yeah, that's true. That's another. My oldest patient is ninety-one. Well, there was this girl called Rosie Palm. Oh God, ninety-one. So, but the bioidentical is great too because it is truly bioidentical. When we're in the second trimester of pregnancy in our inside of our mother's bellies. Men make ovaries and women, or men make, sorry, I screwed that up. Men make testicles and women make ovaries. And their ovaries, ovaries produce testosterone and estrogen. And our testicles produce testosterone. And some of it is converted through aromatase to estrogen. But the ratio is like, I have 100 testosterone. Women have 10. They have 10, uh, they have 100 estrogen and I have 10 estrogen. So both of those chemicals and biohormones come into play. But this is bioidentical. It's the same stuff that we've created in those structures since we made them. So it's not synthetic. Your body knows exactly what to do with it. Mm. It clasps its hands together and looks up at the sky and says, thank you for giving this. me this stuff back. It's like water when you're dehydrated. And it's immediately yeah. accessible. It doesn't have to be converted through any kind of enzymatic degradation. It doesn't go through this, this cytochrome P450 system that just injures your liver, causes heart disease, causes prostatic enlargement or hair loss, or causes women to grow, you know, beards and things like that. It's very, very physically accepting by your body. So question then, because, uh, so you said at 50% of men, or, or men will lose 50% by their 40th birthday? Around 40, 38 to 42. And, and of course, that's, you know, painting with a broad brush. Everybody's a little bit different. Yeah. But I'm sure that there's some lifestyle type things that play into that. Mm -hmm. um, are there, like, what do you recommend for for, you know, somebody like me who's 36 and I'm approaching 40. Yeah. So that deadline number, like what are lifestyle things that, you know, men and women can be doing in their 20s, their 30s, their 40s to to boost those natural hormone levels? Uh, is that an option? It, cer it certainly is. And, and the number one thing you can do is just get exercise, exercise, sunlight and sleep and eat a healthy diet. I, I'm carbs are not our friends. You know, most of our genetic material was formulated two and a half million years ago before there was corn, wheat, oat, and soy. We started farming those things in about 50,000 years ago, and people have been go growing sideways ever since. Mm. I follow, like, uh, th basically three diets, keto, paleo, Mediterranean. Yeah. 
uh, farm to table Blue as much as possible. Blue region. Yeah. So so. Um, Non-GMO, GMO is a problem too. We've seen the uh, gluten craze, just gluten intolerance and gluten allergies spike because of the GMO business. Uh, in Europe, if you have a GMO ingredient in your food, they shut your company down and you'll be prosecuted and you'll probably go to jail. Mm -hmm. That's why people who can't eat pasta here can go to Italy and eat pasta until they vomit right. because it's, it's not causing a gluten reaction because in nature, that gluten molecule, let's just use a... Uh, example is like the size of a grain of rice. When it's genetically modified, it, it turns into like a marble or a golf ball. So it's so big, it punches holes through your stomach, which causes leaky gut, which causes inflammation. All that blood, so you can make an argument that the stuff, G yeah. GMO products in these seed companies like Monsanto have contributed to the need for long-standing, extended, and intense medical care. So it's like, are they in bed with Right. Certain organizations, yeah. you're causing disease. Follow right? the money, right? Yeah. That's right. And we're not going to treat your. We're not going to try to cure you. We're just going to treat your symptoms, which is medicine Western today. Medicine. So, yeah. <laughs> exercise, right? Exercise, diet, nutrition, sleep. These are good things. Get up in the morning and get a nice dose of sunrise sunlight in mm -hmm. your face, and do the same on the other end. See the sunset. These keep our circadian rhythms in set. Sleep mm -hmm. is huge, you guys. And eating farm to table, eating good food. I tell people, you're either going to pay 20 or 30% more for food today, or your ass is going to pay for that 50 years from now yeah. when you're spending all your IRA, 401k on healthcare because you were a, a, a dietary stooge your whole life. You know, so. I think you know, lean people, muscular people, fit people st tend to stay fit, lean, and muscular, and fat people have a tendency to get fatter. And it's largely, like we talked about earlier, it's not an endocrine issue. It's a mm -hmm. self-control, and it's a doing pushaways, pushing your ass away from the table, yeah. eating good stuff, intermittent fasting, you know, causing autophagy, where it causes your body to go into cells and say, I don't need that shit, I don't need that shit, I don't need that shit, and it eats it up. It just gets rid of these unneeded organelles in your cell that suck energy from your whole body. And that's important. You should do one 14-hour fast every 10 days. It's like, that's it's like, easy. Mm -hmm. You sleep yeah. for most. That's right. Mm -hmm. Half of that could be your sleep. Yeah. Eight hours. Yeah, go to, go to sleep easy. at 8.30. Don't eat again four, until 12 o'clock the next day. You know? yeah. Easy peasy. Yeah. 14 hours is nothing. And if you are a carb dude, if you like carbs, you should eat those. You should eat those at night because you're not, for seven, eight hours, you're not going to be eating anything. So your body can kind of utilize those carbs. And Evan's about the, the gummy worms for deadlift life. I do I do gummy worms as my pre-workout. Yeah. Jenna, Jenna hates it. <laughs> <laughs> She's like, that's so bad. Yeah. It like, well, tastes I, so good. Black coffee, black coffee and gummy worms. Yeah. That's my, that's my pre-workout. Yeah. Just oh stirring the coffee gosh. with the gummy worm. <laughs> 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 oh my God. It's like 40 grams of carbs. Yeah. so toxic. <laughs> yeah, sugar is not our friends. I would rather you heavily salt your food than, than, than sugar it. Know you know what? A lot of that is uh, something that I have a huge issue with. We got some time, salt man, is so it? demonized. Yeah. Oh you know, uh, one of my favorite people in the fitness world, Stan Efforting, talks about like, you know, salt is a steroid. Yeah. Because people who increase their amount of salt actually decrease all the things that they raise all these flags about like mm -hmm. the high blood pressure the you know cholesterol whatever the things is salt there's um, varying levels of salt though right like the iodinized table salt yeah. stay away pink himalayan salt sea salt Maldon, all that, cool? Yeah, right. So the table salt is just highly refined, processed, and like white sugar, they probably bleach it. Like the Himalayan salt is great, but you want iodine mm -hmm. in your salt. So the mm -hmm. sea salt is probably the, the optimum. I like to go to Trader Joe's and get that like shake, yeah, yeah, yeah. conical kind of canister. Yep, yep. That stuff is the business, you know? And 
I, I like iodized sea salt. We used to eat a lot more sea vegetables as people. That's why they call the Midwest like the goiter belt because mm-hmm. they're so far removed now from the coast the and they don't get issues, the, yeah. yeah. And I'll take an iodine uh, capsule like once uh, every two days or three times a week just dude, to round dude, it Write out like a month for me and tell okay. me what my life should look like because you're in your mid-50s, right? Or early, uh, 52. 52, 52, early 50s. Yeah. yeah. I believe, and we've talked about it on the show a bunch of different times, like what you, the decisions you make in your 20s, whether that be physical, emotional, spiritual, financial, anything, will play a part in how good your 30s are. And Mm -hmm. the same goes for the 30s to your 40s, your 40s to your 50s, 60s, 70s, and beyond. I want to look like this at 52. Rob, I, I say that all the time. I say what you're doing in your 20s is what you're going to be doing in your 70s. If that's drinking and smoking, mm-hmm. that is what you're going to be doing. Because you know, our, our brains as men finally mature when we're in our mid-20s, 26, mm-hmm. 27. And if you're doing drinking and, and, and smoking and doing all this unhealthy stuff, that is cemented into your psyche. And that's going to be your reality at 70. Or it's going to be a very 15, 20-year road to stop that stuff. And I laugh when people go, oh, but your lungs can reheal in 10 years. Well, that may be true, but what nicotine does in serum when you smoke for 30 or 40 years, what nicotine does is it changes the composition of your arteries, veins, venules, and arterioles from garden hose that can expand and contract with pressure to PVC pipe. Mm-hmm. So that's why most people who smoke and stroke, they have a stroke at 2.30 in the morning on the shitter when they're grinding out that eight pounds of steak they ate <laughs> earlier in the day. And I'm not poo-pooing meat. I'm just saying yeah, don't yeah. smoke, you know, because yeah. their arteries can't handle that stress of grunting it out at 2.30 in the morning when they were just laying down and yeah. they, and that's when most guys will stroke out if they're going to have a stroke from cigarette smoking is in is in the toilet is that what happened elvis probably <laughs> probably probably yeah? you know i'm sure he was no slouch when it came to eating meat yeah, yeah. he didn't he didn't treat his body very well i think well. he liked the sauce too yeah yeah, well, yeah. yeah. i think i think elvis could drink and yeah. meat is great I, I see people's um lipid profiles improve insanely well on on a paleo and keto diet mm-hmm. it seems counterintuitive but you know if you're eating a lot of fat fat has twice the energy value that carbs and protein do yep. and it has protein content in the fat in the steak or whatever you're eating uh, uh, I think it's great. The paleo, keto, and med is the way to go. Okay. Yeah, because I told Jenna the other day, I texted these guys. I went and got Mediterranean. I was like, that's it. The only thing I'm eating is Mediterranean (laughs) food. Because I love it so much. It tastes good. It's good for you. Yeah, but we don't have Zoe's anymore. No. Did it close? The one at Mayfair? Yep. Dude, I found this new spot over off Oleander, uh, right by Bradley Creek. I I can't remember the name of it, but it's kind of like a... It's like Peños. I'll eat Peños in this other place all day long. The Greeks is I good. I like Peños. Olympia. I love Peños. Oh, my gosh. Uh, Chris, we got to wrap up. Somebody yeah, wants yeah. to get in touch with you. What's the best way to do it? So call our office at 910-769-5004. That's 910-769-5004, and we'll get you set up for an appointment. Uh, we're about probably about two weeks out right now, depending on what you need and what you want. Uh, but don't wait. You gotta, you gotta do that today. There's, there's no time to waste. If you're in your uh, late 50s, late 40s as a guy, you probably needed hormones about 10, 10 years ago, mm. and it's not a bad thing. Like I said, we, we don't have to age like our parents and grandparents. Yeah, do. yeah. Well, you, you guys are doing awesome things. Yeah. The whole team over there, Tom, you, Jenna, obviously, yeah. Sarah, yeah. Star. You guys are doing awesome stuff, um, improving the lives, health, and well-being of our yeah. community, man. So you guys keep at I it. I love it. Your wife bought this Ironman scale, and it, I, I did it the other day. Um, and the cool thing about it is it tells you your like your biological age. Mm-hmm. Like I'm 52 and I stepped on that thing and said I was like 35. Hell like, yeah. yeah. 
I'm getting on that. I'm right, going man. beating the game. Yeah, yeah. 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 I yeah. love it. So that's when you know everything you're doing is yep. is, is working. Yeah. Well, uh, we'll throw all your contact information, everything into okay. the show notes of this. So uh, if you're listening to it on podcast, you want to get in touch uh, with Chris or Jenna or anybody over at the Trinity Wellness uh, at Waterford, go right ahead into the show notes. Uh, you'll be able to do that. So Chris, thanks for your time, yeah. Matt. Thanks for letting us talk about what's in your butt all day. That's right, man. I appreciate it. I, I forgot we were on camera. I'm not going to do a bicep yeah. flex yeah, just for that. We didn't even get everybody. a chance to do all your voices, man, because you've got, like, what, <laughs> six some. or eight? Like, I've got a few. I don't even know how many. I have so sign off with them. Yeah, actually, will you, yeah, will, will you sign us off with, uh, with your favorite? You want to do Arnold? Okay. Here, I'll, I'll tell you what we say. So this is how we sign off. That's going to do it for this episode of Signal Fire Radio. Until next week, go out and feed your mind, strengthen your body, enrich your spirit, and grow your tribe. Of course. Uh, this is going to do it for Signify Radio. Um, whatever hell he just said, listen to it. And of course, feeding your mind and your body and your soul. And remember, if you want the legitimate, no bullshit information, it has to be Signifier. Tune in or be a loser. We're gonna we're gonna tag Arnold and Hugh Jackman on yeah. the social media clips for this oh, one alone. Yeah. We're going we're going international. Chris, thank you, and Matt. Arnold probably would go off script too. I mean, he's you know. <laughs> I love it, Matt, Evan. Love you guys. Love you, love you. Love you. All right, that's gonna do it for this episode of Signify Radio. We'll talk to you next Monday. See you. Catch new episodes weekly and be sure to follow us on social media. Subscribe now and become a signal fire in your community.